0: Have you ever been asked to describe your superpower? Everyone needs to identify the strength that uniquely separates them from their peers. But when you're a product leader, you have to wear many hats from detective, to psychologist, to inventor, to firefighter, just to name a few. So I wanted to ask experienced product leaders to choose one by answering the question, what is your product leader superpower? Their answers are the focus for this episode of Fearless Product Leadership. Welcome to the Fearless Product Leadership Podcast. This is the show for new product leaders seeking to increase their confidence and competence. In every episode, I ask experienced and thoughtful product leaders to share their strategies and tactics that have helped them tackle a tough responsibility of the product leader role. I love helping emerging product leaders shorten their learning curves to expedite their professional success with great products, teams, and stakeholder relationships. I'm your host and CEO of Fearless Product, Hope Gurion. Product leaders are known for having to wear many hats. They're the chameleon of the leadership team, having to flex their skills, style, and approach to complement not only the strengths and weaknesses of other members of the leadership team, but also so that they can effectively evolve their product strategy to changes in the competitive environment, evolving customer needs, as well as evolving company strategy. In this episode of Fearless Product Leadership, we're going to hear from five experienced product leaders in B2B and B2C companies describing what they rely on as their number one superpower that has enabled them to be successful in many different product leadership roles. Let's get right into it. In this episode, we'll hear from Troy Anderson, Chief Product and Technology Officer at Spins, Stefan Radulian, Head of Product Management at Brainloop, a diligent company, Lucinda Newcomb, VP of Personalization and Discovery at Walmart.com, Al Ming, VP of Product and Design at CNBC, and Prasad Gunay, SVP of Product at Signified. First up, we'll hear that Troy Anderson's superpower is his enduring ability to care for his team. I would have
1: to say um, that I understand that most people spend their entire day at work, and this is someone's life. And I take that life extremely seriously. I want people to have fun, people to be a success, and I want it to not be some boring, corporate, bureaucratic environment that sucks. Um, because that's what most jobs are, is that people are going into an environment and the, the job sucks or the, you know, the bureaucracy sucks or something like that. So my job is to make people's lives actually happy for the time that they're here working. So I don't hear that a lot. Right, it's like oh, I drive these people to the ground, or you know, I got this kick-ass team, or blah blah. Or I'm trying to take people, most of people's lives, from their way, and I am trying to make their lives as good as possible so they can be the best they can be. And you know, it's kind of like uh, Jerry Maguire. You know, at the end of the movie where uh, Jerry finally gets the thing. It takes that long to really do it well. And the Bob Sugars of the world who are trying to hug the guy at the end, you know, that's that's someone like, oh, we're going to have like a pizza day and that's going to be our culture. Like, no, 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 no. it's none of that. My my secret weapon tends to be for the long haul for um, my employees and making sure that their lives don't suck.
0: Next, we learn how Stefan Radulian describes his product leader superpower using an analogy of the oil industry.
2: Okay, so so here's my superpower. Actually, I have three superpowers or three weapons, and I like to describe them with the analogy of uh, the oil business. So uh, the point is that in in the oil business, there are three types of people: um, the the ones that smell oil, uh, the ones that know how to drill, and the third type of people is the the people who know how to pump. And, and there, these are three different states of minds a product leader needs to understand and differentiate when he's doing products. It's, uh, he needs a kind of sixth sense to smell the opportunity of a business without going too deep, uh, just scratching at the surface. Then he needs to switch the state of mind to to drilling mode. But drilling is extremely difficult because it requires two things at the same time, focus and openness. So to to change direction, learn, accept that you were drilling on the the wrong spot and just start all over again. That requires, that's the drilling uh, uh, type of people. And then people who know once they reach the product market fit, know how to grow it, how to scale it. And I think it's it's extremely important for product leaders to understand when they are operating in what state of mind and when it's important to switch and often it's, it happens uh, at the same time uh, because products, if you're managing multiple products, one product is still on the surface uh, and you still need to smell the opportunity while the other one needs to grow. So, yeah, that's, I think that's a, that's a superpower and, and learning and trying to master it, uh, master it. but uh, it's, it's important for product leaders.
0: Next up, Lucinda Newcomb shares that her superpower is her ability to navigate relationships and tough choices by using the reasonableness rule.
3: So what is my secret weapon as a product leader? Um, I do have a few. Let me give you a couple and you can pick and choose. Um, You know, the first is for me, I believe the first and most important role that product management has is to pick from among what could we do to figure out what should we do. And the way you figure out what should we do is by having a well-informed point of view. And well-informed point of view does not mean that you sat in a corner and cooked it up on your own. A well-informed point of view means that you have spoken to all of the various stakeholders. You've talked to your design partners, your business partners, your engineering partners, your um, you know, voice of the customer, everybody who has a different perspective so that you understand all of the different aspects because our job is to really be able to balance among all of those different perspectives to take what could we do to figure out what should we do in a way that effectively balances the time, the scope, the impact. So for me, The most important thing, what I actually think is my hero power in all of that is I believe in what I like to call the reasonableness rule. When you are having a conversation with somebody and they appear to be unreasonable or they think that you're being unreasonable, chances are they know something you don't or you know something that they don't. And so when you find yourself and you feel like you have a strong point of view that is well-informed and you hit yourself up against this resistance, the most important thing is to take a moment and stop and ask yourself, what is it that they know and ask them what it is they know that leads them to think that what you're proposing is unreasonable and take the time to actually listen and understand and vice versa so that you can figure out what is it that is actually the barrier. Because a great idea and a great strategy and figuring out all the right things you should be doing doesn't matter at all. If you can't communicate it effectively and can't align all the constituents and then go execute it, you'll never get a chance to do that if you can't figure out a way to make sure that your point of view is in fact a well-informed point of view.
0: Next, Al Ming shares that his superpower is the deep empathy he has for customers, stakeholders, and his teams. So when I
4: think about what my product superpower might be, I think the, the first thing that comes to mind, or maybe the strongest thing that comes to mind for me about being a product leader, about empathy. It's about listening and uh, not assuming that I know uh, what's right or what to do or how to do it. And I think that goes in terms of thinking about the right products to build with our customers. I think that goes in terms of how to engage with stakeholders. Uh, I think it's relevant in terms of how to manage product teams. Uh, there's a, there's a, 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 ten, a healthy tension between product managers having a strong point of view, having a clear vision, having a, a drive and a uh, certainty about themselves with a respect and empathy for our customers, for our colleagues, for our, our others, and and an openness to continue to grow and learn and, and absorb from, uh, from those around you. So I think for me, that has been a huge superpower in my ability to grow as a product leader and in my ability to deliver great products is I, I genuinely want to be proven wrong in some cases. I want to be pleasantly surprised. I want to find new opportunities. I want to challenge my own beliefs. And I believe others can give me that. Like even if, um, you know, the the first reaction is like, what are they talking about? That is crazy. Like taking that moment, taking that step back, you know, and a lot of it comes out of that kind of customer development models around being able to do customer discovery and engage and interview and talk and listen. Uh, it, it, the, the real goal there is to be able to be pleasantly surprised, to, to have a conversation rather than a lecture when you're engaging with someone. And that, that has helped phenomenally in terms of my ability to, to make things happen.
0: Finally, Prasad Gunay shares that his superpower is how quickly he can acquire deep domain knowledge to successfully lead product in a new industry.
5: So, okay, so the question is about what's your one superpower to being successful as a product leader. And I'm like, wow. So Hope just put me on the spot here, folks. He said you can only choose <laughs> one. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't know that I'd claim any superpowers per se. And it's, it's interesting because your question got me thinking also about when all the product leaders I've worked with. If you have different styles and different skills, so, I, uh, you know, whatever I say probably works for me, uh, and different things may work for different folks. At least for me, uh, my superpower, if you can call it hack, is building deep domain knowledge in the space. You know, I think that matters a lot for me. Uh, in my first few months in the role, um, I will absorb information like a sponge. You know, I will read up on the space. I'll read analyst reports. I'll talk to internal folks. Everyone from obviously the product team, uh, but also the exec team, uh, marketing, sales, customer support, uh, everyone who is has has an opinion. I'll uh, you know I'll talk to them. And what I'm basically doing is I'm trying to build a world a, a worldview of this space. How does this space work? Um, and as new inputs come in, uh, I keep refining that mental model. And I'll be happy to add when I say deep domain knowledge, I. I'm not saying that I'm trying to be as specific or deep um, as on specific features as my PMs will be. You know, that I'm not trying to micromanage here. Uh, I'm, I'm more interested in really the what matters in the space and what really moves the needle, and how is it that the things that people are working on help to move the needle? Like, what are the three or five metrics that really matter? What are the things which are less important? Um, and the reason I do this is because when I think about it, Uh, in terms of the conversations I have with PMs, I'm trying to provide them guidance, but I'm also hearing things from them. So everything they tell me helps me build my, uh, you know, mental model even more so. But that can also ask some questions about, okay, how exactly did you do this? What, you know, to your point about, you know, Trust for Verify in some sense, right? You said that this uh, feature will, cause this metric to shift by this much. Why do you think so? What have we done before that gives us confidence in doing so? We're going to be investing some of our most expensive resources in terms of, you know, uh, people on working on this feature. Why should we do that? And, you know, obviously they'll have a perspective, but the more I know about the space, the more I can have an informed response to that perspective. And we can have a guided conversation. Uh, and I also want to say, you know, the deep domain knowledge is not purely internal or what I've read or what I've learned internally. I would also add to that walking a mile uh, in your user's shoes, right? Um, And um, I'll use OpenTable as my example for that. Uh, One of the things I did after reaching there was, you know, um, the products used there are used by people at the host stand of a restaurant. And through our connections, um, and of course, the fact that OpenTable has, you know, many, many, you know, restaurants as customers, uh, I was able to go uh, to a restaurant in my first few months uh, in the role and actually serve as the host stand person for the whole evening. And it was not like shadowing, just shadowing the person. I did a lot of shadowing where I'm sitting, standing behind the host stand person. But uh, in this particular case, you know, from 6pm to 9pm, I was the host stand person. And uh, I'm using our own software. Um, you know, like as they say, like, you know, eating at your own restaurant is the app metaphor here or dog fooding or drinking your own champagne. And was amazing for me, and it's obviously, you know, this shouldn't have been a surprise, but uh, when you do it yourself, and you, you put in the in the shoes of having to do it for three hours straight, you know, gaps in the product or opportunities to improve it um, are uh, become more, uh, you know, transparent and apparent. And, you know, that one evening, you know, showed me a lot about, you know, things we're doing well and things we could do better. Um, And I don't think, you know, like basically five informal interviews would not have yielded that much input or 10 internal interviews might not have yielded as much input as, you know, uh, doing it myself. And so I think for me, at least, uh, it's that deep domain from uh, understanding the space and spending that time in my user's shoes. That's that's what gives me uh, the ability to be an effective product leader.
0: Did you spot the pattern in the superpowers that our product leaders shared? Almost every single one of them talked about how they found the right combination between understanding what people need, whether it be their stakeholders, their customers, and their teams, and the market opportunity. That is the powerful combination that product leaders focus on. That's where the magic happens. So what I try to do when I'm working with product leaders is really figure out what it is that they're naturally skilled and competent in, and then try to bring up their confidence and skills in other areas that will help them bring really great products to market, have great relationships with all of their partners in the company, and make sure that they're growing their teams to be skilled and capable. That's what really creates a strong product engine in a company. I know for me, the one superpower that I've really tried to continue to hone is being incredibly evidence-based and objective so that we could recognize how to make great decisions with imperfect information and yet make progress that would create value for the company and our customers. I would love to hear what you consider to be strong and impactful superpowers for a product leader. Please reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter to share your thoughts on this or other episodes. Reviews are always appreciated. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fearless Product Leadership. If you know a new product leader who would find this advice helpful, please let them know about this podcast. You can find me, Hope Gurion, on LinkedIn and Twitter, or subscribe to Fearless Product Leadership on your favorite podcast platform to be notified of new episodes. You will find transcripts, video versions of each episode, as well as more information on my Fearless product, coaching and consulting services by visiting my website, fearless-product.com. Fearless product, confidence through evidence.